0: All right, hello everybody. Today we are recording a podcast for you guys on FSD. We've got 3 FSD beta testers here from different parts of the country. We've got me, Omar Kazi, uh in California, and we've got Dirty Tesla out in Michigan. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> and we've got K10 in the Pacific Northwest. Hello. Yeah, so thanks you know for coming and uh recording this little episode for the community with us today guys the reason i wanted to just get us together is you know i mean obviously we've been using fsd beta uh, all three of us for a little while now and you know everybody's really curious about this and it's really hard i think there's a lot of misconceptions about autonomy and what it really is and You know people want to know like where where is tesla really like how good is the software um you know what's what's good and bad and how close are they really to releasing it so these are some really uh some really interesting kind of complicated questions i think the way that people are thinking about autonomous cars and how they're going to get into the world is a little bit off you know i think people kind of imagine that there would be this perfect autonomous car. And one day it's just going to come and it'll just be able to drive perfectly exactly like you drive. And as we've gotten into the reality of it, that's not exactly how it is. So I wanted to talk today about the good and the bad. Like, What is it really like using FSD beta? What are the problems? Like, you know, real talk. Nobody in the media is allowed to talk about this right now. Only we are really allowed to talk about it amongst ourselves so let's have some real talk you know really let people know what to expect when they get it so just to start off maybe we could just go around and have people say you know just generally what has their experience been like using the beta so far you know have you liked it how does it work in your area maybe we'll start with k10 yeah
1: so um I received the FSD beta back in uh late October, a few days after they started handing it out to the beta testers. Um the uh so it's been gen- generally it's been a winter uh event for me driving it around. So there's a lot of rain up here. Um and a lot of uh I, I don't, a lot of I guess snow right now. But um for me the FSD beta has been an, I mean, for one thing, it's so much better than the FSD right now that everyone else has. And it um it's, it's way more capable. Curious. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the, I think the first night I got it, I was just so thrilled. Like, I had read all the EAP's restrictions on what we could and could not do. And one of the things they had not stated was you cannot, um you can't live stream. So <laughs> I'm just out <laughs> yeah. the first night live streaming, like, on an empty town. There was like nobody around, and, and it took a left hand turn, like, and there was nobody there. But um, I- I've enjoyed it, and it definitely has been changing and growing as we go. And there's some different things just for being in the Pacific Northwest with the rain. That is interesting watching it. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now.
2: All right, Dirty Tesla. Hey, yeah. So uh, thanks for having me on. It's been pretty amazing. I got it mid-November. I was invited to the program, and I already was using autopilot and full self-driving constantly as much as I could anytime I'm driving. Um, right. And even if I have to take over a lot for turns and now I don't have to do that. And so my experience, uh, has been really, really good. It is insanely impressive that a car, uh, you know, I'm just some normal guy. I'm not like a millionaire or a billionaire and my car is driving me around. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really blown me away. And I, I want to emphasize the point you made that it's not going to be perfect. Um, you know, I've been kind of mm-hmm. saying, I don't think it'll ever be perfect. Uh, it's definitely right. going to be better than, than, you know, humans. Um, mm-hmm. but. But you know, I, I made a joke about if a bridge collapses, the car needs to be able to fly, otherwise it's not level five, right um, <laughs> uh, right um, but yeah, so overall, my experience has been been very positive,
0: yeah, so i mean I mean, that's interesting it's it's kind of funny. We live in totally different sides of the country. You're in Michigan, I'm in California, yep. you live in kind of a rural area, I'm in more of the city, but we have kind of a similar. Uh, we're kind of similar in terms of autopilot users. I mean, I guess you would call this like the autopilot hardcore users. There's a group of them, you know, they live by this stuff. They use it every day, anywhere they can go, even before it really supported city streets. You just turn it on all the time because you can turn it on pretty much anywhere. So for people like us who are using autopilot all the time and even in its limited state, I mean, even before it supported traffic lights, You know, I was using it on city streets because, and a lot of people were, and what do you do? It's just, if there's a red light, you turn it off. And if there's a green light, you keep it on. So that was just something we were kind of um, used to doing is you just watch and you have to make sure to turn it off at a red light. And when I got my car and probably around the time you got your car, if autopilot was driving and it was driving up to a red light and you didn't stop it. It would just run straight through that red light. So it's been, you know, it's been a long time and F and autopilot has become a lot more, uh, a lot more advanced compared to where it was before. It was a lot more primitive and it can handle a lot of this stuff now, but I don't want, it's advanced a lot, but I don't want people to think, okay, you know, autonomy is solved now. Like they've got this update it can it can do all this incredible stuff. What you really realize using the beta is just how hard driving really is and how many different ways the car can diverge from you. So I mean, there's a reason when we talk about interventions, uh, I think it's it's so there's a lot of stuff we can kind of dance around here when when it comes to autonomy and safety like we don't really talk about how much people are texting and driving while driving manually and all these things and there's a lot of things people that you really can do on autopilot but you shouldn't you know there have been people who've fallen asleep or gotten in the back seat and they've been fine but you're not supposed to do that because we're in a place where there's interventions Um, there are going to be situations where you have to take over that. And that's been the, uh, that's been the case forever. And it's still going to be the case for FSD, maybe even for a number of years, you know, two, three years before, uh, interventions become rare. So, I mean, that's kind of the weird duality of it is it's driving itself more, but you have to still pay attention, pay maybe even extra attention as a beta tester compared to wh- where you were before so i mean what do you guys think about this just the idea of having an automated car but that still requires you to intervene in some cases for a number of reasons whether it's safety related or just you're stuck behind a bus or all that stuff do you think you know it's safe what are your experiences you know using the system even in a state where there are Situations where you have to take over, and kind of what have you seen, or what sticks out to you um, in terms of interventions you you commonly had.
2: Uh sure, Peyton, you yeah. want to go first? Oh yeah. Or okay.
0: actually, you can go first, Dirty Tesla.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, you can call me Chris if you want. Um, okay. I didn't so... know if you wanted to like go by your pseudonym or whatever. No. Yeah. Know. I don't. No. I don't care. Um, All right. Yeah. So in terms of of interventions and things, I it's you're definitely paying more attention than if mm-hmm. you're just. Just it's kind of a hard thing to say, but you're you're paying more attention using the beta and and one yeah. thing I'll say that you kind of touched on is you realize how complex driving really is, mm-hmm. so I've noticed now more than ever all of the mistakes that people around me are making that are not using any type <laughs> of autonomy. They're just <laughs> driving, but it's it's constant it's every few seconds that you're seeing somebody changes lanes without a turn signal or takes a turn too wide or bumps into a curb or stops too hard. I mean, it's, when you start to look at that, it's ridiculous. And it it really makes me appreciate the amount of distance my car can go without interventions. You know, some, depending on the terrain, sometimes it's a few miles, sometimes it's half a mile. Um, but Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't see a safety concern there for the majority of people because the majority of people are responsible. You know, this is my car and I I care a lot about my my safety, my car, mm-hmm. and the people around me. So yeah. I'm not gonna gonna goof around and risk anyone else's safety or my safety or my car. Um, so I don't think I'll ever have that complacency where I would make a mistake like that. Um, and it, it, the simple fact is, the beta is not going to do anything. You don't let it. If your hands are yeah. are near the wheel or on the wheel, and it does something goofy, you simply take over. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've never had you know, it's done weird things where I'm like, well, why are you turning so quickly or something? But it's never been a case where I've almost gotten in, into an accident or anything like that. Right. Um, right. So, so as far as safety, I, I think it's, I think it's safe enough. Um, mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> people are terrible at driving overall.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I mean, I akin it to like, you have people who train dogs for seeing eye dogs for the blind and this is what FSD beta is for us to a degree. We are helping. We're, we're kind of like the trainer for these dogs that are going to be helping. I mean, people on the road to a degree, they're not going to be driving completely blind, but we want to get it to the point where, I mean, it is level five at some point right now, but we're working with the dog right now. We're the ones taking it to the mm-hmm. street corner, giving it the treat, <laughs> making <laughs> sure it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't jump when it shouldn't. Not that the dog doesn't is is a bad dog. Not that the vehicle should be doing anything different from what it's being fed with the labeling. But we're the ones that are really needing to be aware and keeping it in line as well. So like we have to be completely like like hands on the wheel, like aware of what's going on because there is so many side cases like you guys are saying um, where where things happen and we're just becoming more aware of just how how tricky it is to drive and the different margins of error that can happen that need to be trained. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really kind of ironic, right? You would think, or people, you know, you pick someone off the street and you tell them, hey, you know, I've got a car that can drive itself. What is the first thing they think of? They think of, you know, going on their phone, taking a nap (laughs) in the back, not paying attention. So here's a piece of software that is going to attempt to drive the car, but you actually have to pay more attention, than you used to. And you need to really supervise because, I mean, we're beta testing this, we're trying to resolve as many bugs as we can, as many big things as we can before the public release. But even when it's released publicly, there's still going to be interventions, they're going to be, you know, everyone's going to experience them. So I mean, there there people will have drives that are zero intervention drives you know, it's essentially like, okay, you get lucky or whatever, the system didn't have any mistakes. You can have a zero intervention drive. But, you know, in many cases, you're going to have interventions. So I think a lot of people would ask, you know, well, what's the point, right? So is there any point to really having this automated driving software if you still have to watch it and pay attention? And I'll let you guys answer too. But I mean, my personal answer to that is it's actually really nice, even though you have to watch it. It's not really as hard as you think. Um, You know, it's relaxing and there's kind of some tricks that people have. I mean, if you're driving around the same neighborhood, often you kind of know where it's going to work and where it's not going to work. You kind of remember the spots where you have to watch out more And a lot of times you'll just what Lex Friedman called preemptive disengagement. So you are able to, you know, figure out ahead of time that this is a tricky situation. This is a tight curve. This is a situation where I've seen it mess up before. And I'm actually going to either be extra aware or just disengage and do it myself for a second and turn it back on. And I think even with, you know, having to do this, it can actually be just a really great experience. And I mean, there's times when you choose to use it and times when you choose not to use it. Like, for example, if I'm late somewhere, I'm not going (laughs) to mess around with FSD. You know, it's like, it's kind of like, okay, I don't have the patience to deal with this right now. I need to get there. I'm going to drive there manually. And, you know, maybe in a really, really crazy traffic scenario that's tricky or I just get fed up with FSD, I'll turn it off. And just handle it for whatever length of time I need to and then turn it on again, but other times like say it's late at night and there's nobody on the road, um, you know, and I don't care about getting there that fast. I just want to kind of sit kick back and relax, listen to the music. It's really great. you just turn it on and that's the thing that people don't realize is you turn it on when you want. you drive manually when that's better. Um, so you know what do, what do you guys think about that? Is it, is it useful even in a state where you have to monitor and intervene?
1: Mm, I, I would say definitely it is useful. I mean, the case scenarios where it's got the extra eyes on the road and it stopped a car from an accident that the owner of the vehicle or the driver of the vehicle themselves could not see, they wouldn't have known. So it definitely has that kind of safety to it. And I mean, there, i mean there's other things that it also does that it that is just efficient just the way that it can see things mm-hmm. so far ahead in the traffic as well so for right. sure i think it's it's definitely worth it and then i mean just a side note not that this is fsd beta but i mean the, the the cameras themselves recording things just like if you we've seen we've seen cases where we hear about people who antagonize and ride you and then like and then i like they they pull in front of you and slam on their brakes i, I see and hear more of this happening in la than anywhere else but but I yeah. mean, the cameras are showing that, wow, these, these drivers are at fault. And so these Tesla owners are, are, are able to actually turn in this kind of video footage and it, and it's, and it saves them a, a headache and possibly healthcare bills.
0: <laughs> True. And also the manual driving features, the stuff like, you know, lane departure avoidance, uh, forward collision warning, all these features where the autopilot translates into your manual driving as well and provides that extra layer of protection. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In terms of, of usefulness, I yeah, I mean, is it is it worth it to to give it to people and have people using it? Uh definitely. And there's there's multiple mm-hmm. layers. Number one, I mean, I just love it's fun. I love using yeah. it. Driving is know, boring yeah. and tedious. Mm-hmm. And having mm-hmm. this to watch and see it develop or just see how it tackles different situations is just too fun. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. ever yeah. want to not be using it. Um, and yeah. then safety, I think using even the beta, even though the beta is a little bit goofy and, and can make some crazy, weird mistakes, uh, using it appropriately, I think it is safer than just a person because yes. like we said earlier, you're paying extra attention, right? So yeah. you're not zoning out as much. The car is doing its part and you're doing it. You're doing your part. So if somebody was to abuse it, just like anything on earth that you abuse, uh, it, it can become more dangerous, but that's only when used, you know, wrong. Um, so from from those aspects, I think it's definitely worth it. And then the third, which is the whole reason, you know, we're kind of using it is to feed that data to Tesla um, and, yeah. and get them all those edge cases and corner cases. And I'm sure you guys have seen, uh, you guys have both had it longer than I have. And I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. issues that you've reported cleared up. And now the car oh, yeah. handles them and it couldn't before, which is... <laughs> pretty wild huh yeah um, it's amazing yeah. so yeah there there's a lot of reasons to be sending it out to people as long as they use it appropriately that's kind of my biggest sticking point
1: back to your first point i find it interesting that you said like driving's a pain and that probably more is on average with the general population i mean i love driving like i, I love a good challenge but i think you're probably right like chris that 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 probably is a good point i mean seriously
0: well, I, I love driving too but at the same time sometimes it's just not fun, right? Yeah. Sometimes sure. you just got to get somewhere, and there's traffic, and you don't want to do it. You just want to let the car do it.
2: Well, and you, I, when you have a, a nine-to-five, you know, a commute that you do yeah. every day,
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, autopilot
2: I, can can make it fun rather than, oh, yeah. yep, stuck here again. It's like I'm chilling or I'm watching the car do cool things. It, it makes it a lot better.
1: Absolutely. And LA yeah. is crazy traffic, Omar. I don't
2: believe you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it has, There's often traffic in California, but uh, I mean, it's interesting what Chris said. There definitely is that kind of early adopter aspect to it, where you know you just want to use it to play with it, like a toy almost. Like, <laughs> yep. oh wow, this like this is so cool. My car is making right and left turns, and you know you just want to play with it, and and that's I think a certain a certain personality type there's going to be some splits on different personality types like you and me. I mean, if you're ready for an adventure, you want to play around with it. You know, you're ready to catch it. Uh, you're ready to push it to its limits yes. just for fun. You want, you want to break it. Like You want to make it mess up, um, you know, just to try and train it. Uh, there is going to be that personality type. And then on the other hand, there's going to be a personality type that is the complete opposite. That's just like, Hey, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, (laughs) like, I don't, you know, I don't want to use this because it's not, you know, it's just too much of a, of a stress for me or whatever. Um, So I think there'll be both personality types and it really depends on, depends on you when you really want to get in but the bottom line is that every day we can make this software insanely reliable faster it is it's lives saved. It's people who don't yes. have injuries that, um, that they carry with them for the rest of their life. And that is, you know, that's really, really important. And there's really no way to get around it other than just using it, right? Like, okay, a real person actually used it. Did it work for them? Did they take over? Why did they take over? It could be not even safety related. It could just be, okay, you know, they didn't want to be near that truck or, okay, you know, it, it took them the wrong way or something like that. There could be a number of reasons. So getting that real real world data is so important. But at the same time, I feel like it's safer even today, exactly like what Chris said, because it drives in a way that I would never drive, Right. Like this thing is speed like speed limit. On the sp- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, first of all, I've never gone the speed limit. Like, you know, it is really like I'm really, you know, my days are numbered, really, if I'm yeah. driving manually. And this thing, it drives a speed limit, it can go five miles over. It It doesn't do anything crazy, it makes safe, <laughs> conservative, smart choices. It doesn't have road rage. Like there have been so many times where someone just like cut in front of me aggressively or something. And if I was, you know, if I was driving manually, I would have done some crazy stuff, you know, try to chase <laughs> them or pass them or something like that. Car yeah. doesn't do that. Car is like, okay, you cut me off, whatever, man, you know, Hakuna Matata. And it's just, <laughs> it just makes safe. It makes safe conservative decisions. So, and then if, if it's doing anything unsafe or making a mistake, I just take over. So definitely I agree that even today, in this really rough beta state where Tesla doesn't even feel good enough to release it to the public, it's still a safety win. It's still going to improve safety. It lets all the pedestrians cross. It yeah. goes the speed limit. It has a lot of good things. And just imagine with a softer update, you can make Tesla drivers you know, want to go the speed limit. That is pretty incredible.
1: FSD beta, the best citizen out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, going to be good for pedestrians. It It's just going to make, uh, you know, people will drive safer with it on than with it off. Tesla really just needs to make sure, you know, to eliminate all the really bad problems. Um, and even in an imperfect state, it still has a lot of value, I think.
1: And I think yeah. what you said with eliminate all the bad problems, I mean, these are not problems that are unique to the FSD beta. These are just problems on the road that are bad problems. Right.
2: Yeah, a lot of the mistakes, like I was saying, humans make them too. <laughs> so once the you know, once the beta does something correctly and it gets rolled out to the fleet, now all those cars do it correctly. You don't have Anymore, I mean, then the learning curve is done. You don't have any more learning curve. uh, You don't have any of that. So the safety just goes to everybody.
1: That's just wild. That's Mm -hmm. wild to think about the neural net and the dojo and how that all works and how it can be applied in the future in any other application.
2: It's above my head.
1: Well, I mean, just this whole whole network of, of, I mean, you've got cars, but it could be anything else where they automatically update according to the information. It's like watching the matrix And I forget the the guy who always taunted Mr. Anderson, like how they always updated the information across the board, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing from a technical standpoint. So the major new new thing they added, which enabled FSD was what they call the bird's eye view. So what the bird's eye view does is it essentially takes all of the eight cameras from around the car and feeds it into the software and using these eight images, the software basically draws the street as it sees it. It basically tries to make a 3D drawing of the street and then it uses that to navigate. So, you know, you guys have seen that obviously in your visualization, what did you think when you first got the beta and you started seeing, you know, the car able to kind of draw the road layout based on the cameras, kind of trippy, right?
1: Yeah, I loved it.
2: Yeah, it was, like, I couldn't believe it saw some of the things it saw. I mean, it sees far down right. roads, some of the cars. It's right. just, how How is it seeing these things? It's pretty impressive. Yeah,
1: And the fact it can see things in its peripheral, too, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there was a big question for me, just kind of like, okay, can it really make left turns? Can it really make right turns? Can it really make a left turn where it doesn't have the left arrow? It's really just yielding and waiting for the traffic, and then going when it's safe, can it really do all that? And I think what's just so amazing is this update has so much new functionality, like so many new features that it can do just all in one update. Um, And it can do all those things. I mean, I think some people were kind of debating like, okay, does it really have enough cameras? Does it really have them everywhere? And I think the answer is a definite yes. You know, it can make right turns, it can make left turns it can just do incredible maneuvers sometimes. I mean, sometimes it does things that are so annoying and I think it's really easy <laughs> to get annoyed. You know what I mean? Because yeah, when something's driving your car, any little thing yeah. can be annoying. So that's kind of the funny duality of it is it can be so annoying sometimes, but then other times it can just do these moves and these maneuvers that mm. you're just like, Holy cow. That is incredible. Like, how did it do that? And It just, uh, you know, really makes you realize what the potential is. I remember, you know, I was at uh, this birthday party over the weekend, not like a birthday party, just, you know, it was like a a small family gathering. And so I took some people in my car from my family and they it was like a small road, you know, kind of like a one one car road. And there was another car approaching the road only really has space for one car and the car just slows down pulls to the far right side <laughs> negotiates that passage with the car and then passes wow. through and the car the car just lost their mind they're like holy shit it did that perfectly that was incredible <laughs>
1: That's and it's just crazy. like
0: yeah i mean yeah there's just so many uh features like that i mean what do you guys think in terms of just like you know some of these maneuvers you've seen it pull off. Anything like really crazy that sticks out to you?
1: Well, just for one thing, I want to point out that is perfect for India, in like Ireland or Italy, like the small one-way streets you well, have. Well,
0: I don't know about India. I think that's <laughs> like level seven or something. India, India that's for, level I six.
1: Mean, infrastructure is <laughs> yeah. like thousands of years old in some of those areas, so for sure, yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean it. It is the. It, it is imaginable that it could work at some point in the future.
2: Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's hard to pick out individual thing. One of the problems with people in general, myself included, of course, is we just, we adapt so quickly to things. And right. so, you know, if you think of the first day you use the beta, it, made a right turn and nobody's around and, and your mind is blown. you're probably like, oh my gosh, yeah. like so excited. And now it makes like 10 right turns in a row and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> you
1: know I yeah, mean? exactly. Um, yeah,
2: that's so and, true. That's so right, true. So, so and your I, standards I, do raise. Oh, oh, definitely. And so I really try to, to push myself to not get too used to it I just have to remind my I mean you can't help it it just happens but I have to remind myself this is amazing I can't believe it's happening but I mean I've I've had a few uh like my first drive that I took it out on was of course a really long drive and when I was getting back you know so I live on dirt roads and and I I can turn it on on the dirt roads it does pretty much perfectly uh the latest update likes to get a little too far to the right um so sometimes (laughs) it likes to drive off the road a little bit but um Hmm. but it, before this update it could pretty much do the dirt roads perfectly is that which, related to snow because i've heard
0: it's having no. a little bit of trouble with snow
2: no, no okay. i it, it got it was this latest update and it was before we got snow and it just likes to go to the right when there's no lane lines now i don't de- whatever you know they're playing around with all the settings who knows what mm-hmm. they're trying out but um so but my first drive back I, I go to turn on right onto the dirt roads and it turns right it's still pavement and there's a newspaper in the road and like you know, who cares newspaper, but I, when I drive personally, I always avoid that kind of stuff. Cause you don't know if you know, kids are pulling a prank right. or they put a nail in there or something. Um, yeah. and the car displays the newspaper on the, on the screen, like the little green dots <laughs> for road debris right. and just casually oh. moves around the newspaper and continues yeah. on the dirt road. And I was like, how did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. So, so that was good. And then my other one is a deer, deer avoidance. I had a, a video, I posted right. that video where a deer, you know, kind of jumped out in front of the car and there was plenty of time to, you know, hit the brakes and avoid it and everything. But the car just displays the deer on the screen, nicely presses the brakes just a little bit, then moves around the deer a bit. I mean, it's it's wild.
1: And it's nice yeah. to think that it'll be applying those applications at night when our eyes will fail us to see things on the road.
2: Right? Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely get the sense that you know, when, when Elon was talking about these things at autonomy day, he's like, literally the car is going to be able to do everything, you know, it'll do the (laughs) whole driving thing. You know, like we said, okay, yeah, like I believe it, but I didn't really believe it because there's just so many different things and autopilot had not been gaining features that fast. So you think like, okay, can it really do all of these things? Mm -hmm. And that is just the number one takeaway is, like, these guys were not fucking around. Like, they are really going to try and do everything, the whole thing. And that thing that he said about LiDAR that, you know, this is all possible with cameras. They were right. It is all possible with cameras. Like, granted, there's a lot of room for improvement. It's not perfect. But I think what they yeah, it's not well, yeah, it'll never be done, I don't think. but um right. I agree. it's not it's not released to the public. Um, but, uh, I mean, what they've what they've shown in this beta is, I think, kind of just it proves that the whole idea of putting it on camera of of trying to do this all with cameras and radars and sonars. it's not a fool's errand. It's not a, you know, some ridiculous you know idea it is really possible with work they can really i think just get amazing amazing results out of the hardware that that's in 1.2 million cars yeah
1: it is wild
2: one update
0: <laughs> yeah and, and i mean that's the amazing thing because like you know waymo these guys have been working for 12 years even if they said okay we're done we we waymo have solved autonomy they're going to have to start building cars and building cars and like how fast can you really build those you know 100,000 you know 250 to 400,000 dollar cars with all these sensors with Tesla once they release this it can just run on every Tesla produced since 2016 and people are going to be shocked by just how much of an impact it has so fast not only all the new Teslas they're making but all of the old ones just activated instantly. So I think just the whole camera idea was, you know, kind of just like this genius insight. I mean, everyone was like, cameras, that'll never be safe. But they've proved that it can be, I think.
2: Right. And and I don't see why not when that's how you and I drive every day yeah. with cameras. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, And, you know, I've heard comments about sound, you know, sirens and stuff. Well, that's to get your attention to look in another direction. You know, the car is always looking everywhere. So that doesn't matter too much. Um, And, you know, I've had, you know, people ask, of course, what if, what if people like, what if questions, well, how is it going to handle this or this? And my answer now is just the same way you do. How do you handle it? Uh, Sometimes (laughs) when it snows really bad, I stay home. I mean, it's as simple as that. I'll take the day off work if there's too much snow. It's, It's just not safe in any vehicle or any experienced driver to be in those conditions. So um, there will be conditions it can't handle, but there's also conditions I can't handle, right? Um,
1: Yeah. True.
2: Yeah,
0: and you know, it's interesting. I mean, when there's really heavy rain, I mean, we don't have weather like the rest of the country, but when there's really heavy rain, (laughs) I actually like turning on autopilot, you know, it makes me feel safe. And I mean, I think we can expect that tough weather will be harder for it at first so you know maybe that if it's tough weather you know you want to pay a little bit extra attention at first but you know if we even if if we only have an autonomous software that works on sunny days that's still incredible like that's still a start
1: once we get the sunny days
0: yeah once we get the sunny days down they'll just keep improving on, you know, the tougher weather and just getting better and better and better at it.
2: Right. And and again, the tougher weather is tougher for humans too. I mean, people get in more accidents when it's raining or snowing or whatever. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. (laughs) So it's, it's not, it's just physics. It's not a surprise that that'll be harder for the vehicles to achieve as well.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole kind of zero intervention thing is a little bit, off base for where we are right now because the fact is there is no perfect autonomous car you know and i think the whole kind of waymo model of sitting in the back seat it's a little bit ahead of its time because even if you have a perfectly safe autonomous car there's a whole other category besides safety there's okay, you're going too slow and the cars behind you are getting annoyed, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a thing, we, like we've probably had situations in FSD beta where the car's not doing anything quote unquote wrong per se, but it's just being so annoying, for example, just waiting too long at a stoplight, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, we, that you wanna take control of like, okay, let me just do this real quick so that I don't annoy the guy behind me and then I'll turn it back on after I cross the intersection. Um, so I think there's just so many categories of, of, problems. And if you have something like Waymo, it's like, you're going to be working forever before you really get a system that can really do well. So it's kind of like just cutting the Gordian knot. It just let the, let put, put the person in control, let them have the controls. It's not going to do everything perfectly, but that's where you come in. Um, and, and I think it's even if the system was capable of zero intervention driving, there's a tons of reasons why you might want to intervene anyway. Like just going around things, doing, doing things yourself. You're going to like the proper way I think to use autopilot is to intervene often, you know, intervene all the time. Anytime that you feel like you want to intervene, you want to go around this car. You don't like that you're in the far right lane. There's some, you know, plants sticking out, you want to go to the left (laughs) lane. I mean, you could could just hit the blinker or something, but anything that you want to, that you feel that the car is doing suboptimally, you just take controls and you do it. And that's what is going to make the software improve and get closer to your driving. And I think that's a really powerful thing. I don't think that this whole kind of backseat autonomy is really going to work out well for at least a couple of years. I think the sweet spot in the near term is going to be the human and the computer working together. What do you guys th- yeah. think about that?
1: I, I would have to agree. And the only thing where I see that it will be the back seat is we see Waymo like in Phoenix, and it's going over routes that it has down pat. And the Boring Tunnel Company right. in Vegas has got these yes. routes that it's going to be using where it will be using back, But they're routes that are easily memorized by the vehicle. Like it, it, There'll be hardly any error. So that's the only place that I see it like coming out right now but other than that yeah I, I would say that it's definitely like a symbiotic kind of relationship with the car
2: yeah and as as for waymo yeah there's technically not a human with their butt sitting in the driver's seat but they do remotely monitor the cars which you know obviously is good they should be doing that and they can remotely take control as well so yeah. they're still ready to take over at any time um and I, I don't know there was a video I don't know if you guys saw it where it was raining one time and so mm-hmm. they had a, they had a human in the driver's seat and they had to take over at some point. Just, I think it was just real right. quick, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you, Omar. Autopilot is amazing in the rain. And mm-hmm. if you've ever hit yeah. your little Sentry record button and checked out that footage, wow, it can see clearly on those dark yeah. rainy nights. It, it sees everything. Uh, yeah. So that, that's very impressive.
0: Yeah, definitely, I agree. I mean, to be clear, you know, I, there will be kind of opportunities to sit in the backseat of an autonomous car. I mean, Waymo is already doing it in Arizona. You've got the Boring Tunnel in Las Vegas, which is going to have Teslas running through a tunnel, which is super easy in terms yep. of autonomy, nothing to worry about. So, I think in certain situations where you have a you know a predefined, well-tested area like Waymo is doing in Chandler, or something like a tunnel or, you know, even the highway, you could see kind of like some of this hands off stuff. But I don't think, at least for a couple of years, it's going to be an experience that makes customers happy, uh, or the most happy. Because I mean, let's say I sold my car, and, and I'm only getting around with Waymo, you know, well, first of all, I would have to live in Chandler. (laughs) And never leave Chandler. But, you know, the the car may be able to take me around the city perfectly safely. But what's going to happen? It's going to go and there's going to be a bus stopping at the bus stop. And it's going to sit and wait behind, you know, the bus stop. It's going to be, you know, somebody. There's going to be all kinds of weird things that happen where you're like, man, I wish I could just take the steering wheel and just fix this real quick and then get it driving itself again. And you won't be able to do that. I mean, it's kind of like um, just in the short term, having controls just really cuts, it really lowers the bar for how good, good it really needs to be I mean to achieve to, to pull off something like what Waymo's pulling off it is really really hard and that's why they're not nationwide that's why they're only in certain areas uh, but this is the thing about autopilot I mean you've got Chris in Michigan you've got K10 in the Pacific Northwest you got me in California and we can use autopilot in all these places we can do all of our daily drives, and we could even go between each other's locations. I could say right now, take me to Michigan, and the car could literally drive me <laughs> all the way from California to Michigan. It would try and do the whole thing by itself, plot out the supercharger stops, get off the highway, get on the highway. That is something that you're not seeing from anybody else, and it's kind of incredible. I think it could actually hurt short, uh, short-haul flights.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. I definitely agree with the short-term flights that it will be something that people will utilize. I I, I agree with that one.
2: Yeah, it's it, and it's just so much more relaxing than oh my gosh, especially now trying to go to an airport and do any of that. Right, like you just hop in the car and hang out. Even with the currently available public version of autopilot, highway driving is nice. I mean, it's it's nice. You know, we we road tripped from Michigan to North Carolina. A couple of years ago so this was you know nothing too fancy but in terms of autopilot abilities but it was the best road trip i've ever taken uh and yeah i wouldn't take i would never never want to do it i mean in a gas car <laughs> first of all um, <laughs> yeah right. and without autopilot again yeah
0: evs traditionally that has been the big knock on them right that you can't take road trips but autopilot has completely flipped that on its head where now you don't want to take a gas car
1: And that makes me think of the semis and the um, FSD. I think that's going to revolutionize that whole industry just because those semi drivers are driving like to the point where they're like falling asleep on the road. And I think this is just going to help them be a whole lot more efficient in the whole journey.
2: Yep. Safe. They'll enjoy themselves better. I mean, think of how loud and slow those semis are. I mean, you've been stuck behind them. And it's like, let's go. The the Tesla Semi is going to be fast. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be comfortable. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Safe for everyone around, not moving out of its lane. I mean, how many times is a semi drifting out of its lane? Um, (laughs) And, and, you know, that's really the low-hanging fruit. The highway is super easy. I mean, I think that could be kind of the first. I don't think we're that far away from a situation where it's like, okay, you can take your hands off the wheel on the highway. You know,
2: Oh, I want Tesla to let me take my hands off the wheel on the highway. So, oh, I mean, I do I do 50 oh miles a day man. on the highway and it's very normal to have no intervention drives. I mean, it's yeah. just That's a normal funny. thing.
1: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that is. Really I mean, cool. I've
0: had through intervention drives from L.A. to San Francisco on the highway. The highway stuff is very good. That's what really gives me hope, because it's like, OK, if they can do to the city streets what they did to navigate on autopilot. Oh, my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> I think they will work. Like the team is doing really good work.
2: Oh, I have no but,
0: doubt. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, that's kind of where we are, and I think that there, this is going to be hugely controversial when it's released. You know, people are basically going to try and paint it as unsafe. Um, they're going to say, you know, it's killing people eventually someone will die with it on it seems inevitable because you can't prevent 100% of accidents or there's going to be people who abuse it of course i mean that's a, that's one thing that people say a lot it's like okay well you know people are going to text they're going to use their phone i mean my response to that would be kind of like people already are using their phone we don't talk about <laughs> yeah. this but people are on their phone all the time it's if so they're true. going to do that at least give them you know fsd and still some people are going to abuse it they're going to go on their phone while they're not supposed to that's inevitable but at least you you know at least you have a piece of software you can keep making better and better that's a lot better than having someone off on their own driving while they're looking
2: at their phone which is the current state of affairs right and, and and that's a person problem not a tesla problem it, it's already um, illegal to to do these things <laughs> to get in the back seat while it's driving and You know, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're getting to the point where I think the regulation on the vehicles after, I mean, when the FSD beta just gets better, or the FSD, that that it's favoring favoring the uh, FSD Teslas and any other vehicles that can do this over the humans, just because the error will be a lot less with the FSD. Yep.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of like, you know, launching it and kind of the controversy there, like, what do you guys think like what's the reaction going to be when people use it do you think people are going to be impressed is there going to be you know some negative pushback from the media once people can really try it are people going to be freaked out by some of the things it does like some of the interventions how do you think that's going to go
1: all the above yeah Yeah, i mean
2: the, the media i mean let's be honest, Tesla gets clicks. I mean, it does, it gets a lot of attention and for good reason. I mean, it's an interesting company and it's fun to talk about and read about and hear about, but, um, no, you'll get all that. And you know what, they did the same thing with smart summon and they did the same thing with navigate on autopilot, no confirmation. And it's just, it doesn't come to fruition. It just doesn't happen. It's not that dangerous. People are overall for the most part responsible and yep, of course yeah. you have those, those bad apples. And that's really my only worry. If, if I could, you know, if, if Tesla could like scrutinize driving data mm. and send the beta, you know, send it public, let it go to everybody except, you know, Hey, we know that huh. you suck at driving, <laughs> you know uh, yeah. I, to be totally honest, I'd be all for it. I, I don't think responsible people at this point with the beta are going to have a problem. Um, it's just yeah. those the very small percentage of people that will abuse it. Uh, that worries me.
1: That's mm-hmm. true.
0: Yeah, well said. I, I mean, it, I think I think a lot of people are like, man, you know what? I paid thousands of dollars for FSB. Yeah. I wish I could have this right now, and it's kind of just an an interesting and bizarre situation because on one hand, I think they could release it, right? Even yep. though it requires interventions, if you're using it properly, if you're watching it. It's ready, but they've decided not to, they've decided to wait a little bit, um, really just because there are some people who are going to abuse it maybe, or maybe their, you know, standards are just too high. I mean, I think it would be interesting if, you know, like, you know how you get kicked off if you don't hold the wheel for, you know, if it warns you three times and you, you still aren't holding the wheel, it'll just kick you off until you park your car. Right. Maybe even like some extended version of that where you can get kicked off for a day, get kicked off for a week, you know, if you're really doing something stupid. Um, or another thing I've been thinking about is like maybe there should be a test, you know. So you just watch a bunch of videos on the screen and they tell you how to use autopilot. Yes, yes and I agree. You take some kind of test um, and then, you know, that kind of qualifies you to use it because that's the that's the other thing is this is supposed to be, you know, automated driving. It's supposed to be in the minds of people doing everything itself. But as it is now, like you do need to learn how to use it. And someone who knows how to use the system and knows all of its tips and tricks and ins and outs is going to be able to use it better than somebody who is new.
1: And I'd like to bring up the point that it's not like the EAP program isn't monitoring that to that degree, because we do know that there's probably people who have lost, their FSD beta and people who have been warned by the team that they aren't paying attention that they've had too much of those put your hands on the wheel warning signs yeah. and it's led to something where it, it became a hiccup or odd and the team basically, you know, has told them, you know, you're 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 on a warning. I don't know how many strikes you get, but there'll maybe one strike and they're out from here, you know.
0: Right. And I mean that's interesting because obviously that's not going to scale to the public.
1: Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, it could be
1: automated, like,
0: though,
2: kind of like what you're saying, Omar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean, it's system. it's definitely
0: interesting to consider. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And,
0: and then so the other big question, I think, was, you know, should Tesla be using the interior camera? I mean, we've got some uh, some hints from Green that yeah. they've started to develop some neural nets that can, for example, tell whether you're looking at the road, whether you're looking at your phone. Using the interior camera. Uh what are your guys' thoughts on that? And you know, should should like should it you know do something about detecting people who are taking a nap, using their phone? How do you feel about that
2: stuff? They're definitely not using it yet (laughs) because I blocked mine and they haven't said anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um Yeah, so they're not? Yeah. (laughs) Did you? Did you?
1: Oh yeah. Oh that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, well, I turn uh, it off I'm... when I am being intentional, and I'm UE, uh, when I'm trying to give FSD beta and the piece as much information as they want. I will turn it off, and I'll, I'll open the little screen. But yeah, I do turn it off at times. That's so funny.
2: Yeah, I, I was doing that too, but it just got uh, annoying, to be honest. So I just left it off, and I was like, you know what? If they want it, they'll let me know. Honestly, that's that was kind of my philosophy. And
1: yeah, then cause... I'm
2: more than I'm more than happy to to open it up and let them let them watch me <laughs> drink my drinks <laughs> or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean. That's kind of interesting. I haven't blocked off mine, but I know they're not using it. Um, you know, they have, they have like a set. Oh, yeah? a, a How do you know that? They have a privacy. Well, just based off, you know, the privacy preference and everything, like I said, right, to yeah. off. So I think, okay. I mean, th- I think p- there's legitimate kind of concerns people have. Um, you know, people don't like being watched, you know, so even if All it's right. just a computer processing it locally, I think that, um, you know, people aren't really going to like that. Um, and, and the question for me is kind of like, you know, why not run this on people driving manually, right? So if like there's going to be a nanny cam in the car that is um, watching people and make sure making sure they're not using their phones, I don't think we should just make that part of FSD and make people discouraged to use FSD because of it. Right. And then just disable it and use texting. But at the same time, if someone just falls asleep and they have the camera open, I think it might be helpful to pull over, you know?
1: Yeah. Sound exactly. an alarm,
2: something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I mean it's interesting. I, I, I definitely don't feel that, you know, I've needed to have that camera. I mean, I think we're all responsible and can kind of take care of ourselves in terms of making sure we pay attention. Um, And, you know, it's been fine using it like a normal autopilot, but I mean, what if, what if uh, it didn't kind of nanny you, but it actually allowed you to eliminate the autopilot lag uh, nag when it can see your eyes are on the road. So when do your eyes are on the road, autopilot wheel nag is disabled. Would that, you know, kind of change your feelings about it? Yep,
1: I have a sense. I mean, I'm sure you, don't. you would use then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah I probably have to use it then too.
1: <laughs> it's probably coming though. I mean, ten years down the road. I mean, this is just going to be. This is going to be so rudimentary and archaic. Yeah. What's happening right now?
0: Well, I think Elon made the argument once that the software is getting better so fast that you don't even need to start. Looking at the driver because by the time you've perfected that, oh. the thing is already going to be so good that driver attention is irrelevant. I don't know she if I started. buy that, but <laughs> I think it is kind of it's kind of user friendly to not nanny them too much. I mean, you've seen with Super Cruise, a lot of the times like it thinks you're not looking when you are, right? So if you're right, just which... like, yeah.
2: It just makes things worse. And you know what people, when you see these videos of like people getting out of the driver's seat or, you know, whatever they're like, Oh, why don't they use the seat sensor to blah, blah, blah. Why don't, yeah. You know what? They have nags there. People, again, people just abuse, abuse their privileges and they'll defeat that. I mean, I don't know how you're going to, you know, defeat a face cam, but people will go around whatever they can as much as they can. So you put enough in there that you're saying like, look, I'm trying to get these people to pay attention and they need to pay attention to use the system. And then you just gotta, <laughs> there's our, again, what they're doing is already illegal. There's already laws that say you have to have your hands on the wheel, uh, depending on, you know, your state and all that. So you can only do so much. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I people think. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: I agree. I mean, I think when you have those kind of TikTokers people who are trying to get <laughs> in the backseat to make a viral <laughs> video, you know, it's, it's like, they know that they're abusing the system first of all i think there's this kind of myth among some people who are misinformed that people are thinking it's autonomous and they're getting in thinking it's autonomous no the system actually makes it very very clear you have to turn on a lot of check boxes (laughs) that have a lot of text like a lot of text and you have to agree to all of them then every time you turn it on it tells you keep your hands on the wheel then, you know, every few, like m- every minute or even multiple times a minute, it's reminding you, hey, are your hands on the wheel? And if your hands aren't on the wheel, it freaks out. So the people making those videos, they're very aware of these limitate uh, of these restrictions, and they're circumventi- circumventing them deliberately. Right. So,
1: right.
0: yep. They're putting a weight on the steering wheel. They're probably putting some weight on the seat. They're leaving the seatbelt buckled and climbing out with the seatbelt buckled. Even if there was a driver camera, you could, like, I think, print out your face, you right, know, and kind yeah. of
2: <laughs> tape it to the, head the seat. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. how
0: good is how that going to be, you know? Right. You and, could and, make, and, like, and, three. Yeah.
2: They, they bought the system. I mean, they didn't, you know, spend 50 to 100 grand on this car and not know what they're getting.
0: Right. True. Yeah. Definitely. But, um, you know, I think I think it's just, you know, people that's a minority of people who are going to try and abuse it. Right.
2: You want to go around do a final thoughts?
1: You can go <laughs> ahead first if you'd like.
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. OK. So so my final thoughts and, and to kind of give people some expectations on on what to think about when they're going to get this system is I, I don't think it's ever going to be done. It, it'll it always be evolving and, and getting better and, and becoming different. And a lot of it is is similar to being the passenger in a car and having somebody else driving. And sometimes they're, as Omar said earlier, it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're just doing it differently than you would. And I see this so much. I mean, every single video I post about self-driving, it's constant. The comments of, oh, the car did this and you said that it was a good decision but i would not have done that and it's like it's just opinion at that point you know the car's going going 50 and other people would go 45 or they'd go 55 uh so it's going to take some getting used to in that the car does things the way the car is going to do it and you just kind of got to be okay with that and think of it in the long term of if if when this is truly level 5 like there's no steering wheel or you could sleep whatever like far future thinking of that kind of thing you're not going to care if the car is you know, going five miles an hour faster or not. You're not going to care if it passes a bus or doesn't pass a bus. Uh, but for now, it's it's a team effort. It's you and the car working together yeah. to safely navigate the environment and get you to your destination. Um, and it is awesome <laughs> you, when you finally yeah. get it. You you really will love it, uh, especially after you get used to it.
1: Great. Yeah. yeah. So final thoughts on what to look forward to? Yeah. So um, my final thoughts is it's definitely still in the making. I mean, this is in training. That's what the FSD beta is itself. Back to the analogy like uh, dogs for the blind. Um, And that when people get it, it's not going to be what they're seeing exactly on our screens, in our videos. It's going to be a whole lot better. Um, And it will be always learning like you guys had both addressed. Um, and what to look forward to? I mean, just camping back on that on the on the uh, semis themselves. That's going to be pretty revolutionary. Just to see how that works, and that's something I personally look forward to.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's definitely some low hanging fruit there on the highways. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just, I mean, this is just so such a big thing. This is like, you only have an innovation like this like once a decade, you know, I mean, it's on the level of like the personal computer, the world wide web, the smartphone. This is like a, one of those big innovations that is going to change everything. And this is a pivotal moment. The first release of FSD to real production cars, but it's not the end. It's not victory. It's not finished. It's really just the beginning. Um, This is the start of a long journey. There's going to be some highs and there's going to be some lows. There's going to be some great moments when you start to have robo-taxi deployments in tunnels and in certain city centers. And there's going to be low moments when there's accidents, uh, even deaths, and possible setbacks. So this is a very, very, very difficult thing. Um, But at the same time, if you're the kind of person who is into this stuff, you're going to really love using it on your car. It's just amazing to have the capability to just say, you know what? I don't want to drive right now. You take the wheel car. You just do it, you know, and it'll just do it. It'll just kind of take you there and you can just kind of space out. It'll worry about how to get there. It'll worry about doing everything. It's not going to be that your car can just drive exactly like you would 100% of the time. But it's damn good like in the 90s there in terms of Mm -hmm. just, you know, how, how much it gets right. And you will learn to work together with it well. You will learn what it can do good and what it has trouble with. And you'll turn it on and off when it's helpful to you. Depending on your personality, you, know, you might have, be really interested in using it all the time. Or you might not have patience for it and may want to wait until it gets further into the future. But this is just a pivotal moment because, I mean, Tesla has capacity to produce a million cars a year. And they already have 1.2 million cars that can run this software out in the world today, all over the world. So we're really looking at software starting to drive millions of cars for the first time. And that is going to be expanding really quickly. And to everybody who bought FSD, who helped fund the development of this, because it's really expensive to get all these labelers and, do all this testing, to get all these GPUs for training. It's a huge, huge task for all the people who put the money in to fund this project and are going to get it into, onto their cars. Um, this is something I think really important and transformative that people have done. It's gonna boost the economy. It's going to make people's lives more comfortable. It's going to make people safer, reduce injuries, reduce deaths. And I mean, just one person dying, that is a huge pain in their whole family to everyone they know to deal with that loss. So this is just really an incredible technology. And it's the start of really like software doing things that humans, that we only thought humans could do, you know, driving, navigating around the world you're now seeing AI start to be able to uh, handle some of these tasks. So I think it's going to be really, really transformative. And what's most important is it's going to get our rides onto electric cars. It would have taken forever, even making a million cars a year. There's like way too many cars to replace. We never could have gotten everyone riding electric cars using just making cars and selling to people, replacing gas cars. With this technology, and it's gonna be a hard road to go down, this is by no means done, but there is a road there and you can see it and you can see that it's not bullshit for the first time. You can feel it, that there is a ride to that. There is a road to that place where everyone can share these electric cars and take rides. And that's really the bottom line. Is that was Tesla's mission? Get people to stop taking polluting cars around and get them to take zero emissions rides. And that's really what this is all about um, at the end of the day. So just huge props to the autopilot team. And you know, they've put in a shit ton of work. And there's a lot of hard work ahead. But You know, Tesla didn't get this insane valuation for nothing. This is a big fucking deal. Um, And I think that they have a business model for it. Nobody else really has a way to make money on their autonomous cars. Nobody really wants to pay money to, you know, sit in the back of a Waymo when it's not as good (laughs) as an Uber. But people are going to buy the FSD package. Maybe not everybody. Maybe your grandma doesn't want it. But a lot of people are going to want to buy FSD and play with it. And I think it's going to be a big business for Tesla today, even before it's perfect. They'll be able to make a lot of money on it. Um, So it's really exciting. I mean, people are kind of jaded, right? They kind of roll their eyes at autonomy because we've had people talking about it for so long. But here it is. This year, real production cars, real people are going to be able to use it. (laughs) <laughs> all right so <laughs> you're the leader <laughs> that was good. all right thanks thanks so much guys for talking yeah, i'll talk
1: to you again soon you. yes okay, thank bye. you
2: all right yeah, really stay good. safe out there nice to talk to both of you yeah
1: thank yeah. you too take great. care
2: all right bye